0: it's heather thompson and as an avid adventurer i need a reliable pair of sunglasses with me a pair that gives me the clearest view possible so i can really take it all in i've had a lot of shades in my life and most of them have not lived up to my standards that was until i found revo they have the best lenses on earth i can always rely on my revo sunglasses for high performance function and style and i don't go anywhere without them from climbing to the peak of Africa's Kilimanjaro, to cruising the Florida coast, to my weekly trips to the farmer's market, you better believe my Revo's are with me. And a fun fact, their lens technology was developed by NASA. And now it's your chance to get a pair of Revo's at my very special discount. Get 25% off your next favorite pair of shades by going to Revo.com, that's R-E-V-O.com, and use the code heart at checkout or just click on the link in the show description. Revo sunglasses sweeten any view, so get after it. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to In My Heart, a podcast truly about all the things in my heart and finding our freedoms. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. Widely known for her role as Chief Stew on Bravo's Below Deck Mediterranean Christine Bugsy Drake can be seen dazzling luxury yacht guests with her signature tablescapes and over-the-top theme parties. This self-proclaimed queen of theme possesses a personal style that often embellishes on her table decor and almost always includes large hoop earrings with her infamous barrettes. Her authentic love for elaborate table settings and outrageous theme parties, complete with costumes, of course, knows no bounds. And Bugsy continues to captivate both her demanding clientele and TV viewers alike. And I'm so pleased to welcome her to my show. Welcome, Bugsy Drake. Thank you so much, Heather. That was such a
1: fantastic and fabulous introduction. Wow, I'm so honored and flattered.
0: Oh my God, I love it. Well, I mean, listen, I want to start right off from the beginning because a lot of people know who you are and a lot of people know your outrageous theme parties and so much about you. But some people just don't. And I wanna start, even for those who do know you, just where it all began. So with just a quick second and a sharp ear, you can hear a South African accent. So we know that you're from South African, South Africa. And you're a seasoned yachty, as you would say it, yachty, right? <laughs> But uh-huh. let's talk about since joining the floating hospitality world in 2013 and since then sailing around the world, entertaining the rich and sometimes famous on some of the finest luxury yachts, we got to find out how you got here. How oh did it all God. begin?
1: So <laughs> <laughs> was such a crazy experience. Um, yachting was probably the last place I ever thought I would end up. Um, I grew up in a little coastal town in South Africa called Belito in, in Durban, which is on the East Coast. Um, so I've like being on the water has always kind of come to me naturally. I've always had this amazing affinity for the ocean and just being, you know, I feel most at peace when I'm near or on the ocean. So that was always something I absolutely loved. But, um, you know, growing up in South Africa, I kind of studied and really wanted to get into the film industry. Mm -hmm. Um, so after I finished school, I studied film in Cape town. Um, which which I absolutely loved. I have such a, a passion for you know being creative and um telling stories and just you know getting to interact with various different people. And you know, I just I just have such a, a such a passion for, yeah, like I said, telling stories. And um, when I finished studying, one of my one of my good friends who'd lived with me while studying, she kind of had graduated the year before and happily stumbled upon this thing called yachting, which uh, I was so excited to hear all about it. We kept in contact over WhatsApp and she shared all these crazy, wonderful stories of all her adventures. And I remember she had Kate Hudson on her yacht at one point and she was like, wow, I'm getting to like clean Kate Hudson's cabin on the yacht. And I was like, this is incredible. And I kind of just thought, wow, that it sounds like an amazing world. And she kind of said to me, well, I suggest you try it out when you finish studying before you get into the big, bad working world. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I kind of was at crossroads. I didn't really know where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do, you know, you kind of get that you, I spent four years studying. yes, And obviously the film industry being so difficult to kind of get your foot in the door. I kind of just really needed this break. So um, I was going to take a gap year and kind of go and maybe waitress or bartend. And she said, well, get involved in the yachts. Just give it a go. And even if you do it for a season, you can make a bit of extra cash to travel. And I kind of, you know, I, I went out on a limb and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I said to my parents, I'm going to book a ticket, fly overseas and try land myself a job. And I did on, on an 80-meter yacht, which was incredible. I had 21 crew. I was the junior junior, and I was pretty much younger than a lot of the people on the boat. I was kicked to, down to laundry and cabins for the first, like housekeeping for the first year, um, which was so difficult for me because I absolutely love people. Yes. But yeah, that was, the, that was the kind of start from South Africa to the Caribbean to the Mediterranean for me.
0: Amazing. I love this story because, um, first of all, you kind of just went into this place that you didn't know, the unknown. You left your home, you left your parents far behind in Durban, and you studied film school. And you felt very much like I did when I graduated from college. I was like, now what do I do? I felt kind of spit out of the system. Even though you studied film and it was so specific, you were like, okay, now what? Like, right? Right. For sure. But the universe works like that. And I love that story for that reason, because you're meant to be exactly where you are and look what you've done. And we're going to talk about all that you've done from it. But let's talk a little bit about your mom and she would throw you theme parties as Barbie, right? Barbie theme parties. And your parents were very encouraging about your creativity, my parents were like
1: super supportive. They were like, "Come on, get on, like go and experience the yeah. the big bad world out there, yeah. you know, go go overseas." I think um, South Africans like more and more now become, you know, are very involved in the yachting industry, and a, a lot more people have kind of branched out. But you know, I look back at school friends right now, and I'm probably one of the only people in my class at school that's actually kind of gone out into the world and left like South Africa behind. Mm-hmm. Um, not not permanently but you know i've kind of gone onto this big adventure where a lot of my friends have kind of followed the more normal route of you know settling down marrying their high school sweethearts some of that stuff i'm super envious of you know that they get to spend time with their, with our school friends and with their families back home but um yeah my parents have always been super like encouraging of going into the unknown. So I'm so lucky to have that support system because it's given me so much confidence within myself to kind of take on the
0: world. And you may not be creating sets or, you know, scripts or producing movies, but you're producing amazing things and amazing events and you are using your creativity. So maybe film school wasn't really your calling, but you were able to hone in on your craft and your creativity while you were there Let's talk about that, what you said about your friends a little bit, because I find, because you're 30, right? So I'm a few years older than you, like 22. And um, I'm not that at all. So that's good. (laughs) So, as a 51 year old woman, I often think about, I have a 13 year old daughter. I often think about the, the barriers, I'll call them in a way, but really boundaries or bumpers that society puts on us, especially as women. Right. Uh, I'm saying that men don't have it either. And so here you are on this really robust career and you get to see the world and you get to do what you love and be with people, which is wonderful. But then there's that piece of society that's missing that says, oh, but Bucky, you're 30 now. Right. You click. That time is, it's tick, tick, ticking away. Yeah. And do you feel pressure from a society side or is it a calling inside yourself that you want to settle down and have kids? for
1: sure i mean for me i always i always joke you know the the yachting world has always provided me with this kind of peter pan platform which i always talk about and sometimes i laugh about the fact that i say i've got like a peter pan syndrome where i never want to grow up and i just kind of want to be this young person just adventuring and exploring and not really having any cares in the world but i think yeah definitely people say you know when you when you hit 30, it's one of these things that's kind of known that you hit like your 30s and you just all of a sudden. And I mean, I think I've had that feeling from even the age of around 28 when when my friends started getting married and started having children and all of this. And I started, you know, realizing that there was like something that I was missing and missing out on, but I kind of stuck to my course and and whatnot. And again, like I think, you know, my parents do go through these concerns of being my mom, especially not wanting, cause I'm, I love children and I'm so good with children. And whenever we have them on the yachts, I'm just like, I'm just like so drawn to them and they are somewhat drawn to me. So I always just, you know, love being around kids. And I think for my mom, she's always kind of seen it in me that I, I would be a good mom and I would love to be a mom, but it just kind of at this point hasn't happened for me. You know, I haven't met the right guy. I haven't been in a stable situation. And you know, am I gonna regret not just like stopping and settling down? But then again, I also believe in what's meant to be will be. Yes. I'm a big believer in that, like you said, even just with with the yachting and how it also led me onto a TV show, which I would never have got on if it wasn't for that. So the film and the and the TV and the yachting all kind of came together. I trust in the process. I think that's a huge thing to trust in, but I do, I do sometimes feel the stress and the kind of pressure from society. Um, But I think there's so many inspirational women these days that are kind of breaking all barriers and showing you that, you know, there's no right age, there's no wrong age. You can kind of do what you want to do. And like you said, still have it it all.
0: Yeah, you really can. Well, you have the best attitude about it. (laughs) I'm going to make my daughter listen to this podcast so that she (laughs) understands. Only me, not that I pressure her in any way, shape or form, but I do want her to have a different Perspective than I did, you know, growing up, because I think that you have a great attitude about it. And I think that's wonderful. But let's talk a little bit about your craft in general, because your craft is something that doesn't have to be on the water. You can do what you do anywhere. So, to your mom's point, there are opportunities for you. And right now, you know, kind of striking that balance between your combination of professionalism and elegance and spunk that you bring to what we get to see on the TV show. You know what I mean? But I know that if we weren't floating around and I walked into one of your events, let's talk a little bit about what the transition is from when you were working on the yachts to when you got on the TV show. Did that spunk? Did some of that change? I used to always say that as a stylist, it's really easy to style Puff Daddy when I can walk into Louis Vuitton <laughs> and Gucci. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I <laughs> mean, versus styling like you know a Joe or a mom where they don't have a big budget and you know that sort of thing. So let's, can you just take us through the move from yachting and coming up from the laundry room on the deck and starting the parties and then how TV came in and, and did that blossom your creativity even more? Talk a little bit about that and then we're going to get to your book.
1: Of course, of course. I mean, I have been so lucky in all the adventures that I've kind of experienced just through this career. And like I do, I say I'm lucky because there's not a lot, a lot of people kind of get into yachting and they stay in yachting and then they leave and whatnot. But I've kind of met so many incredible, interesting people that um, it's taken me all in all these different directions. So I kind of came from this like junior, junior stewardess with so much ambition. I remember, you know, the top stewardess is known as the chief stewardess, which I eventually progressed to. But I remember being this 23 year old, like big eyed, like sassy attitude young girl coming in and I was like ready and humble to learn but after the first kind of couple of months of being in laundry and cabins and just love loving being confident with people and whatnot I kind of thought I could do the chief stewardess role in this 80 meter yacht within the first four months. But like, I was so mistaken because, you know I just kind of came in there thinking I could be this big hotshot and take over um, which obviously wasn't the case. I had to do my time. So I spent a couple of years kind of progressing and still just super ambitious to climb my way to the top and kind of, you know, learning as much as I could and trying to bring as much creativity to stand out to captains so that they would give me the chance. Um, and eventually I, I worked my way up to chief stewardess. And one of the first boats that I was chief stewardess on, I had an interior of five girls, which is pretty big for your first chief stew role. And we had this incredible charter in Saint-Tropez. And the client at the time was like, I want to throw this massive party I've got like 40 guests coming on board. You have no budget. You've got like play with whatever you need to get whatever you need. Um, Choose the color scheme. And I was like, wow, I've never done this before. This is like my, like, I know I can do it, but like, I've never done it. So um, I kind of, you know, went in a little bit blind into the whole thing, like had no idea what to expect. And I came up with this blue and white Color scheme, and I just went all out. I got ice sculptures, I got orchid curtains. I went like above and beyond to just wow this guest. And I think it was just the organization, the creativity, the stress of throwing this function. Mm -hmm. And you know, forty people is quite a lot for your first big high end function. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of, I kind of executed, and he was so happy. He was just beyond grateful and just couldn't stop raving. And I. I instantly felt felt this feeling that I just knew that this was something I wanted to kind of pursue. Like in terms of yachting, the creative side for me was like, I I love to see people wowed. I love to yeah. to create that like shock factor or the wow factor. So I think that was the first time that I realized this was something that I really wanted to do. And then just quickly on for that, after that, I worked for an incredible man who, um, after he sold his yacht, moved me onto a private island in the Bahamas. And I headed up all his hospitality there. So, and he was big into themes and parties. So I had to, you know, get all the
0: decor there. And I don't want to talk a little bit about your uh, ambition too, because I want to go back to that. You talked about being hungry and you talked about really starting at the bottom uh, with a bachelor's degree and everything, you know, you're doing laundry. I just want you to lend a little bit of advice for people that are out there, maybe in an unhappy position or scared to take a step or fearful of failure, you know, which we hear these all the time.
1: I think you're so right in saying, you know, when when you're younger and like even, you know, as you get older, I think you can learn to become that way. When I was starting off, I had like, I was so oblivious to (laughs) really any sort of like hierarchy or obstructions in my way. Like I was so oblivious to it. I kind of was like, I'm going to make this happen no matter what, I'm going to be, you know, kind and friendly to everybody and be myself, just see where it it takes me. And I kind of felt that being true to myself, no matter what, was something that opened doors for me. You know, it was just being true to who I was and remaining kind, like kindness has always been a massive part of my upbringing. What have I ever done to deserve the success that I've got along the way, whether it's just making my way up to Chief Stewardess or being able to take a vacation somewhere? I sometimes think, you know, how, how have I got this and the, the man next door or somebody else who I've spoken to and heard their story, they don't have that. And I that's something I
0: struggle with. That's beautiful. Empathy is a really important quality and some people don't have it. it it's just true that they don't. Hey, it's Heather, and you already know when you're in my heart, your health and wellness are my top priority. Wellness starts from the inside out, and everything we put into our body should be done with purposeful intention. So let me introduce you to Cloud Water. Cloud Cloudwater's sparkling beverages are made with premium botanicals and all natural ingredients that were carefully selected to add balance to the stresses and strains of modern life. Cloudwater Plus Hemp contains 25 milligrams of sun-grown hemp extract sourced in the mountains of Colorado and available in four artisanal flavors. Grapefruit, mint, and basil, blood orange and coconut, blackberry, lemon, and roseberry, and Aztec chocolate and strawberry. I can't pick my favorite. Cloudwater plus immunity contains only 20 calories and five grams of organic unrefined sugar. And it's fortified with hundred percent of your recommended daily intake of vitamin D three and zinc. So taste the clouds and try some today at cloudwaterbrands.com. You get 10% off your first order. Now you can have your cake and drink it too. Go to cloudwaterbrands.com. And get it in ya.
1: One of my, my favorite sayings and, like, mottos to live by right now is, like, if opportunity doesn't come knocking, build a door. Yes. Um, and this is, like, a big thing for me that I live by now is, you know, we've just gone through COVID and the pandemic and all of that. And everything seems so, like, it, it seemed like the end of the world for is a lot it. of
0: people. 100%. And,
1: you know, there were so many different people succeeding from a pandemic and then yes. a lot of people not. Right. And so I think, you know, just, just believing in yourself, obviously as cheesy as it sounds, it's, no. you know, you have just as much of a, of a chance as the person next to you. And I, and I say that honestly, you know, we all have a chance and it's what you make of it. So, um, I love
0: that. It's yeah. true. Everything you say is true. And that's, The best advice in the whole wide world, and I've heard it before, and it never gets old and it never fails, is to show up as yourself. Okay, now let's talk about the shift side of that. So you're talking about, you know, how uh, encouraged you are by hearing the stories of, you know, some of your uh, coworkers that run and stuff like that. And you talked about some cool mentors in your life, like as you were up and coming in your job, working for, you know, some rich people that were able to give you opportunity and show you what you were made of, gave you the opportunity to show that.
1: Recently, we had we had a chat where I had one of the, the, ch- the main charter guest like really, really angry. And he like came up like in my face and was, you know, raising his voice. Afterwards, he was very, you know, apologetic, but he kind of lost his temper a bit. And obviously being the chief stewardess and dealing with the guests like one-on-one I'm the one who kind of, you know, gets the brunt of it all. So whether they're unhappy with the food or they're unhappy with the service or the way their bed's made, it kind of all comes down to me having to face it head on. There are times when I can just go back into my tiny cabin and yell at the wall or (laughs) burst into tears or, you know, just roll my eyes and say nasty things about the clients because some of them can just be absolutely awful. Awful. Um, you know, and we, we get people that come on the yachts. You, I, I've had a lot of experience with fantastic people, but you do get some people that come on and they look at the crew like they are completely beneath them yes. and don't look at them like they're human beings or treat them like they're human beings and kind of are just so expectant and just over the top in the way that they, they behave. And sometimes I'm questioning, how can you even speak to a person like this? Right. Or act this way, you know, clicking fingers and not even looking at a person in the eyes if they're asking for something, no pleases and thank yous. That again is just one of these things that you have to overcome in yes. the in the service industry. And I, I say that from like being a waitress or being like a valet parking person or working on a super yacht, you know, you're always gonna come across all these different types of people who have this like superiority complex and Mm -hmm. think they're so much better than
0: everyone. I'm hoping that with the pandemic, because that terrible behavior and, you know, looking at um, someone like, you know, uh, that's a domestic or something beneath you. It's a horrible, horrible thing. Can you tell me um, some of your favorite places that you've ever visited? Because you've toured all around the world and you've visited. I've seen a lot of this world, but not even a quarter of what I want to see. So just really rip off like one or two favorite must see destinations for listeners. It's because everyone's getting ready to travel again. Where exactly. should I go? Bugs? <laughs>
1: so I would definitely say one of my all time favorites. And in some way I really wanted to go for a long time and got to do it. Like just after I filmed below decks made season five was I got to travel to Bali And I absolutely love Bali. It's a huge bucket list must go. I also have a huge like passion and love for Barcelona and Spain. It's another one of my favorites. Um, And then something closer to home, um, you know, in terms of being in the States, Bahamas is just beautiful. And I've spent a lot of my time here. Now I'm in the Bahamas at the moment, but there's just so many gorgeous places to see and crystal clear waters. And it's so close to home, but it's still a vacation.
0: Yes, absolutely. Okay, so now that you've owned over nearly a decade working on the world's most exclusive yachts and private islands, you are coming home. And it looks as though you're going to be on the land maybe a little bit because you're going to have some books to sign. Exactly. So let's talk about your upcoming book, The Art of Tablescaping. I know it just recently launched Mm -hmm. and in May, at the top of May, you launched your book and you're going to be serving up all your secrets for creating your show-stopping table settings and events, right? And you're going to give us all your tips and secrets in this book. Tell me what's in it.
1: Absolutely everything. When I came up with the idea of of doing this book, I, I wanted to every little secret and I think that's the hardest thing for me was when I actually I had this big grand idea of writing this book but when it actually came to it I was like but how do I write this book, you know, everything comes to me naturally. My imagination is so wild and I love to just create things that are bizarre. Like, you know, I I tell the story in my book where I actually used a boat propeller as a centerpiece. I found like a boat propeller. Um, It was like old and, and a little bit dented and I cleaned it up and I placed it on the table. And then I started like you know, grab some flowers and some foliage. And I started like just to create around this boat propeller. And I thought, how am I going to explain to people, like you need to go pick up trash and make it into something beautiful on a table. I've gone and I'm teaching people from the bottom all the way up with, you know, laying your foundation to what you need to buy, where you can buy the items, how to style your table, using all the different heights and textures, and I've kind of included absolutely everything, like like word vomit onto a page, right?
0: You know, I just let it all out. <laughs> I remember trying to teach someone how to create a color palette in fashion. For sure. And when they just couldn't get it, like, look at how these colors and I and literally teaching and show, letting them pick the color and then showing them, well, this might be a better choice and why and how they merchandise together. So I really can relate to what you're saying. But what I love about your um, eclectic style is that it's not, it doesn't have to be a million dollar table. You know what I mean? Right. You're, you're saying to them, there's trash, there's rubbish, there's seashells you can gather. There's things that you can collect to build these tables. Because one of my favorite things for holidays, obviously, and everybody can relate to this is building the table for the event. I mean, it's so fun and it takes time. And also like, I I don't have enough storage for the stuff I need. Right, right. So, Do you have any tips about that? For sure.
1: I mean, I think that was a huge also inspiration into me writing this book was the fact that I like we were talking about earlier. I've come off these luxury high end super yachts where money is not usually a problem at all, right. you know, so you can go above and beyond and, and buy the fancy plates and the fancy candle holders and all of that. Um, but you know, I'm I'm I love to set my table at home, and I don't have a super yacht budget myself. Right. So I kind of wanted to bring make this book something that was relatable and something that could be brought into just your normal person's home, like myself or anybody else that wants to set a beautiful table like on a budget. Also, maybe using a couple of key elements of expensive items. You know, sure. I've kind of covered the range from budget to more expensive and somewhere in between. I'm very obviously also passionate about the environment so repurposing for me is a massive thing mm-hmm. and being able to use items in different ways and I think that is kind of what my style is and how different it is to a lot of things you might see on Pinterest or whatnot where you know you can see gorgeous tablescapes with um, vases of flowers or just very expensive candle holders. I love to find like really fun and interesting items and thrift shops, clean them up and, you know, give them their time to shine on a table. And there's so many beautiful, interesting things you can find um, or even find in your own kitchen or, you yeah. know, around the house.
0: Yeah. I mean, an old tin can can look pretty cool on the right table, right? For sure. 100%. Okay. So you're going to teach us all how to set tables. I want to ask a question. It's a, it's a personal question. Do you believe in setting the table for whenever you sit down for a meal? Should you set it? I love to sit at a table before Girl, I get so mad at my husband he doesn't put down the placemat they're like why are you eating on the table put the placemat and he's like it's a nice napkin get that paper napkin away I'm also passionate about the environment get the cloth napkin out right. you know, and I also make my kids reuse their cloth napkins for sure I definitely- so I keep a little pile of like for, you know, for a couple days, you know, unless it's like yes. very messy, like, soft, you know, like lobster or something like that. I make them reuse oh. their their cloth napkins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now that you're going to piece us how to set the stage, so mm-hmm. to speak, you can't make a good party with just a table because you you know that, you know, the energy that is within a party and not just a table setting for like a Thanksgiving meal or whatever, but when you're really making an event. Do you give any tips about how to make a great party and how to make guests feel comfortable? And I mean, I've got
1: all of that in the book, basically like with my themes, I've kind of paired them with like a fun playlist that like obviously is to my, my taste, but you can That's choose your music, right? right? Yeah. Um, and then I've kind of paired the themes that I put in there with a really fun cocktail that you could also make into a mocktail. And then, you know, being in fashion and whatnot, you can appreciate the fact that with, I think, with every good tablescape, your outfit has to completely complement it. Yeah. You know, I think everybody always laughs at me because I'm, I'm very, right now I'm very plain in what I'm wearing today, but I'm always very OTT, very over the top in what I, what I wear with my hair clips and big earrings and colors and I'm a very colorful person. So um, I also think, yeah, your, your outfit ties in really, really, um, it's really important important when it comes to your table.
0: I love that you do that because I, I agree with you. And I think, especially, I think the pandemic opened my eyes to it. It's like every day is special. You know, right. every event is special. The universe is special. Love is special. When you even set a table for four, if I'm just making a roasted chicken and nothing major, you know what I mean? Right. A side of string beans or something, I like to put a table together that's beautiful and sometimes I'll take out the really nice china or sometimes I'll, you know, but I really just admire your vision for those things. And I think it's it's true that we should do that. Okay, so with shopping, right, and with this Peter Pan world of yachting and with, you know, all the things that you've been doing. You were on uh, two seasons of Below Deck in the Mediterranean. And obviously when you're not there, you're working on other shows. Why would you leave? You know, why would you come back? Because I don't know. And what do you want this book to do for you? I mean, do you want to just do parties all over the world? Tell me. For sure. You already do that, but just not on the water. <laughs>
1: Well, I think like the, the first part of the question, I, I think, you know, in terms of when I left and came back um, yeah. on the Bravo shows, and I might be wrong, but the way that I see they kind of structure, structure it is because yachting is so, you know, you have so many different crew that come and go and, um, you know, change boats and whatnot. I think it's very authentic um, to the fact that, you know, they bring in different characters and different yeah. people and all of that. Um, of course, that makes um,
0: perfect, perfect sense to me now.
1: Right, so I think I think that was kind of what it was, and then I was, you know, fortunate enough to be asked back to work up under Captain Sandy, who I, I really admire as a captain, and she's a woman captain, which I love, and it's Thank so you. much fun. Um, so I got to do that, and then obviously I was promoted to chief stew on that, and. You know, I was so grateful and fortunate that they they focused a lot on my themes and my tablescapes in season five, which is what led like a lot of people to reach out to me to say, hey, have you thought about doing a book? Can you offer me tips and tricks? And I'm not a very good blogger. I'll, I'll say that I've tried to blog and, you know, that could have been a start for me, but I'm very inconsistent with yeah. I'm, I'm very like ADD, I'm all over the place. So it's hard for me to kind of stick to a schedule. Um, so a blog was kind of something that wasn't really in line. And I, I thought, you know what? So many people have asked for this book. Let me, let me do it. I've never written a book. I would love to try my hand at it. I've got all these photos that I've collected over the years. And then I shot a lot of the themes in Miami during the pandemic, which I was really lucky to do. Um, so moving on from that, I kind of, you know, I, I'm so passionate about it and I would love to, you know, maybe one day host my own entertaining travel show where I entertain at different people's houses around the world, different cultures, you know, see how people entertain at home, because that for me is
0: just something I would love to do. That is such a sick idea. Okay. So you just put it out there. the universe. And I'm sure you have said it to more than me. (laughs) So we got to just keep manifesting it. And I I just think it's so great. Well, along with um, your table settings and all that wonderful stuff on season five that got attention, this potential romance with your friend, Alex got a lot of attention. (laughs) Talk about that because I I know that you're, you're really friends. You're really just friends. Right. But I mean, being in the public eye, being on a show
1: and it was so funny because it was like throughout the show it was such a it was such a funny like flirtatious banter between the two of us. you know it was never this like heated, heavy romance that like I think we we kissed maybe once at a club like when we were drunk, and it was yeah. never really anything that was you know, super serious. But after that, you know, it just got so much attention. Like why are these two not together? Why can't you be together? And you know what I have to say, I'm pretty grateful that we are such good friends because I think the whole, you know, public eye thing on that relationship would have put so much pressure on a real life relationship. And, you know, I look at reality stars that, that have their relationships in public, in the public eye. And I think, you know, Kudos to you because I'm a very, like when it comes to romance and my relationships, even with my family, even on social media, you know, I, I tend to keep a lot of it private Mm -hmm. um, just, just for the fact of the respect to the other person, you know, even though, you know, I've, I've chosen to take this uh, as a career and I've chosen to be in the public eye and I've chosen to do all of that. But people can be nasty out there and, you know, when they start going after your other half or your family or something like that, um, you know, but Alex and I are such great friends and we had so much fun. And, you know, even when we meet up, we, we love to have like some wine and catch up and we always have a flirtatious banter and a flirtatious relationship. So it's fun. And he's also he's a lot younger, younger than me. You, so. He's <laughs> also
0: younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have chemistry and that really is important. And you don't have chemistry with every person that you meet. Have you been thinking about maybe having your own podcast? Well, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First and foremost, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor, they'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple and many more. With Anchor, you can start to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership as well. It's truly everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's a n c h o r.fm Hey guys, you can take it from me. Getting and staying healthy can be a challenge and falling back into bad habits over and over again can really take its toll. Eating healthy should be easy, affordable, and delicious. However, I recognize as a health coach that most people are confused, overwhelmed, and frustrated. It's one of the reasons why I co-founded Beyond Fresh. Beyond Fresh is a premium line of whole food powders and supplements delivered fresh from the farm to you. Working with organic and responsible farmers. We harvest all of our ingredients at the peak of ripeness, then flash dry them using advanced technologies to capture the complete whole food nutrition. Each of our high quality blends is virtually identical to the original fruits, vegetables, grasses, and superfoods we harvest from around the world, locking in all of the rich color, aroma, taste, and nutrients. With nothing artificial ever. Let's get you off that diet roller coaster and get you on a sustainable wellness routine that helps you feel your best. From our delicious apple cider vinegar to our amazing shake, easy to mix powders, chews, and gummies, it's fresher than fresh. And right now, for a limited time only, use the code TREATYOURSELF20 at checkout for a complimentary 20% off and always free shipping on orders over $50. Now's the perfect time for a fresh start with Beyond Fresh. Here's to your good health. Let's get your routine popping and cracking at beyondfresh.com. We're here for you. With the pandemic, obviously, we were all closed up for a while. Are you excited to start getting out again? And how did that affect your world?
1: I feel like I've been in a bubble because it has not affected the yachting industry. I mean, there has been obviously so, like certain effects to it, like in terms but of their private restricted travel. Yeah. yeah. for and But even charters, we continued as per normal. I chartered last year, the whole year, um, not as busy as you would be because a lot of it was more due to the fact that the people coming were more fearful um, of yeah. traveling to get to the yacht, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. a lot of people who really wanted their vacations, and it's such a big thing, and I think that's why we're so lucky on the yachts is that you you cannot charter the boat or or do anything like that unless all the crew is tested negative as well mm-hmm. as the charter guests. So you know we never it wanted was, to get it. It was very like we were very like in a pod. You were like in the, you were in a bubble, and then,
0: that's that's smart though. All right, so being that you didn't have to slow down so much. Um, Can you share some of the things out there? Because you got to probably see a little bit more than we got to see. Are there some things that you can offer us? Like, you know, I don't care. I know twinkle lights are a thing of yours. And, you know, just any of your favorite things that you want to share with the listeners?
1: I mean, for sure. I I would say, obviously, you know, travel definitely makes me tick. Um, And, you know, health and and fitness is something that I've taken for granted so much. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was lucky I actually got like this new Garmin watch recently because i've never had one and it tracks my steps and does all of this for me and it really motivates me just to keep being fit and keep moving and keep oxygen going you know to yeah. to keep energy up um but yeah like twinkle lights like you say fairy lights and all of those little things and um, little trinkets i love collecting stuff from thrift shops so i've got tons of little trinkets and then i'm um, obviously one of my biggest things is are, are my hair clips they yes. make stick <laughs>
0: My hateful, so and I have it today. <laughs> I was gonna tell. I was gonna say that. Like uh, when I was doing the intro, I was I was like winking at you from the side. Like where's your clip, girl? <laughs> well, I love it. The next thing I want to ask you is finding your freedom. So I think that you're just so inspirational, and I, I I just think that your bubbly personality and your zest for life and your ability to just look fear in the face and you know shut it down and scream at your wall instead of the, the, the client, you know what I mean? And, and listen to your coworkers and have empathy for people. All those things are, are wonderful, Doug. They make you a wonderful person. How do you find your freedom? How do you stay free and stay true to yourself?
1: So I, I think that just, uh, you know, my family is a big part of, mm-hmm. of finding my freedom for me. Um, you know, I haven't, I haven't gotten to see them in over a year and a half and I'm going home next week. So I'm super excited about that. But I think just like being in touch with people and, and keeping in touch with people who are very close to me um, is, a, is a big way in which I find my freedom. People who know you best yeah. are the people who can guide you in the, in, in the best possible way to your freedom. Um, and in terms of, of being true to who you are, whether it's ba- good or bad feedback or criticism, it allows you to be free and to, to go out into the world and just kind of achieve all that you are set to achieve. Because I feel that the people you surround yourself with um, that truly care for you are the people that want to see you succeed and get out there and do what you are meant to do.
0: I love that. Just beautiful. One last question. With people starting to come up and around again, you know, graduation party ideas, family gatherings, barbecues, any quick tips you can give us for this, this season where we can finally be together again?
1: I think outdoor gatherings for me are like huge. And, you know, I think another special thing that I thought about for graduation, what I would love to see people including more of are Polaroid pictures because they're instant pictures that you can capture, um, you know, with your friends and family and stick them up immediately. And they're also great keepsakes for after having a graduation party or whatnot, and it kind of also just kind of adds to the theme, you know, graduation pictures or pictures with gatherings, and you can always take them home for keepsakes. I
0: love um, that idea. So that that's a huge thing, I think. Polaroid yeah. pictures are awesome. All right. Well, I am just so excited to have met you and talked to you, and I'm so thrilled about your book. Tell them where they can find you if they don't already follow you. Amazing. So I, you can
1: get my book anywhere where books are sold. So Barnes & Noble, Target, Amazon, online, and then I have my own um, very basic website, BugsyDrake.com, where I'm selling my book. Um, and then all my social handles on Instagram and Twitter and all are just Bugsy Drake. super simple. Okay, I have to ask this question because I just came to me, Christine Drake, where did bug come from? <laughs> so it's such a random story and I, I always wish I had a better story uh, to tell, but basically my parents just used to call me like little bug when I was small. Yeah. And it's just one of these names because I know a ton of people who are called little bug or bug, like a ton of young and it never really sticks with them. But for me, it just stuck through school, through high school, through even the people I work for call me bugs. And now it's become
0: a thing but well, I love bugs. I think it's great. I had to ask the question and it's a perfect answer, my girl. And you're the perfect Bugsy Drake and it's a cool name. And thank you so much for joining me and sharing some of your great inspiration and ideas and bubbly personality. This is In My Heart. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. Please be sure to follow along and I am Heather T and send me any questions. Don't forget to subscribe and download wherever you stream your podcast, and join us next week for another episode. I wanted to tell you guys about my recent obsession with fine jewelry brand Lagos. It was founded 45 years ago by self-taught master jeweler, Stephen Lagos, and it will become your go-to for classic jewelry that you're never going to want to take off. I mean, I definitely don't. The brand is known for its iconic caviar beading that's sculptural, wearable, and offered in a variety of materials, colors, and silhouettes so every woman can express her own personal style. You can find your look at Lagos.com. That's L-A-G-O-S.com. And receive complimentary next-day shipping on all orders over $100 if you use the code I'm going to give you right here. That's Love Lagos. So just enter it in at checkout. L-O-V-E-L-A-G-O-S. And you're going to get free complimentary shipping on all orders over $100. Go to Lagos.com. You're going to find something special for yourself right there. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death